Lamb of God, you take away the sins from the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of this world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant, grant, grant us peace. Well, we rarely start with the Lamb of God, in the elements of the Mass. But today, the Gospel of John, John 1, 29-34, begins with the Lamb of God. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I come baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The Word of the Lord. John the Baptist points to Jesus as the Lamb of God that is mentioned in Genesis. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering. In the story of Noah and the aftermath of the flood, we read, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled the soothing aroma. And the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on the account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. And I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. Another important reference in Genesis is the offering of Isaac by Abraham, the father of faith. The Lord said, 
Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder, and we will worship and return to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together, and Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. We find in this sacrificial story a prefigure of Jesus. He is the beloved son who will fulfill the eternal will of the heavenly father by dying on a cross, the perfect sacrifice. As we begin the new year once again, we come face to face with the man of the desert. John the Baptist cries out, Behold the Lamb of God. This ancient Hebrew image is rooted in Scripture. The night before the Hebrews left Egypt, they had the Passover meal. The blood of the Lamb was placed on the doorpost. The angel of death passed over the Hebrews. In the shedding of the blood of the Lamb, the people are redeemed and sanctified. For the Lord will pass through to strike down the Egyptians. When he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over that door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe this rite as a perpetual ordinance for you and your children. And when your children ask you, what do you mean by this observance? You shall say, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck down the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed down and worshipped. The night before the Hebrews left Egypt, they had the Passover meal. The blood of the lamb was placed on the doorpost. The angel of death passed over the Hebrew homes. In the shedding of the blood of the lamb, the people are redeemed and sanctified. John proclaims Jesus to be the new Passover. By the shedding of Jesus' blood, the people will be saved. The Baptist reflects on the prophecy of Isaiah. The Messiah would be the lamb that the leaders will slaughter. He gives his life as an offering for sin. John sees Jesus as a fulfillment of this prophecy. Jesus is the sacrificial lamb who takes away the sins of the world. John teaches the people that with Jesus the Holy Spirit will descend upon them. Before the Baptist, Isaiah and Ezekiel spoke of the day of the Messiah as the day of the Spirit. Isaiah the prophet says, 
The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The prophet Ezekiel says, Thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. When they come here, they will remove from it all its detestable things and all its abominations. I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. John sees this fulfillment as the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. John now sees Jesus as the anointed one. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Baptist calls Jesus God's chosen one. John uses the powerful term of Isaiah, the prophet for the Messiah. Here is my servant, my chosen one. I will put my spirit on him. Isaiah tells how this Messiah would save the people. He would take away their sin by suffering and dying for them. He would be crucified for Isaiah. The Messiah is the chosen one in and so far as he suffers. The Greek word for suffering, Messiah, the chosen one of God, is Ekletos. Jesus is the Ekletos. The cross will be the instrument of salvation. There will be no other signs. The cross is the sign of God's chosen one. It is the sign of God's eternal love. In some translations, the text reads, the Son of God. The ancient texts do not have this title. They use Ekletos, the title to fight heresies of that age. Also, the church in the 4th century, through the title Ekletos, was not dignified. It did not convey the power and might of the risen Jesus. The imperial Christian court, Byzantium, was moving away from the image of the suffering servant, Christos, to that of the glorified risen Lord, Kyrios. There is the same tendency today. The cross is being pushed to the side to obtain the gold of Caesar. The cross has been taken down from some Catholic colleges. The image of the Ekletos is being lost in our secular and materialistic society. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Lord God, heavenly King, heavenly Almighty King, God, Almighty and God and Father, we worship you. We give we you worship our thanks you and praise we you. We give you our thanks for your glory and praise you for your glory. Singing glory to God. 
Father, only Son of God. You take my of God. At the right hand of the Father, you are seated at the right hand of the Father. You Thank you. 